You're listening to Making the Jump by Max Preps, episode one. We welcome you in to Making the Jump by Max Preps, where we hope to educate you on the basics from making the jump from a high school athlete to potentially a college player. And today we're talking about the football recruiting calendar with a focus on Division I. And we're going to be talking to James Stewart. And James is a senior football recruiting coach at NCSA. A lot of questions when it comes to the football recruiting calendar. And we have James on to talk to us about it. All right, James, uh, thanks so much for, for joining us here. And, and if you don't mind, just give a little background of what you do over at NCSA for us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Uh, my name is James Stewart. I'm one of the senior football recruiting coaches at NCSA, Next College Student Athlete. Uh, we're here to help guide, educate, uh, market young men and women. Uh, we work, don't work with just football, but we work with every sport uh, under the sun here to help uh, these young guys and gals find opportunities to play their sport in college, uh, pursue the right schools, and and uh, hopefully get a scholarship and help pay for school along the way. Sweet. Well, we'll get we'll get much more into NCSA here in a little bit too, as as we walk through this process of, you know, a parent or even a coach or a student athlete looking to begin to think about playing college football. And so I, I figured how we do this is. I'd pretend to, to just be a parent getting started and, and bounce some questions off you, and you could walk us through what, what this all means. Uh, so for me, the first thing that I did was pulled up kind of the recruiting calendar, and, and as a parent here, I'm seeing a bunch of different colors and mm-hmm. dates marked, and there seems to be four different periods uh, going on throughout the year. And since we're post-signing day right now, we're in the month of February, and I'm seeing uh, for at least the next few months something called the quiet period. Let's begin there. What what does that actually mean? What what does the quiet period mean? Yeah, so the quiet period um, sounds a little misleading, to be honest, because there can still be a whole lot of contact between college coaches and players during that that time on the recruiting calendar. Uh, What it is going to restrict, though, is college coaches are only allowed to have face-to-face contact with with a student or their family um, on that college's campus. So they can't come out and watch these guys, you know, compete if they're doing wrestling or track or baseball or basketball right now. Um, They can't uh, come visit the high school at this period, but they're still allowed to do all the other forms of contact. So they can still be emailing kids or DMing each other on Twitter, texting, uh, all all the other kinds of communication are still allowed. Even during that quiet period, it's really just the face-to-face stuff off of that college campus. So you could still be visiting a campus with your folks, uh, meeting with the coach in in their office. That's still allowed as well. So yeah, like you said, James, that that could be a little bit misleading for people looking at this calendar. You see quiet, but like you said, really that's not the case you can you could be out there making contact with coaches uh and it's actually a pretty decent time to do that is that is absolutely. that correct absolutely this is still a good time to be communicating with programs especially if you're still 
you know, looking for, for that right fit and still looking to sign, uh, make sure that you're still actively pursuing those. So what, what would you recommend for, uh, let's just say a, a junior in high school and it's, it's the mid February right now and, and you're seeing quiet period. What, what would you recommend for, let's just say a junior in high school and, and the, the senior class just had signing day. What, what should mm-hmm. they be thinking? Uh, the point you brought up there is perfect. The seniors, most of them are done at this point. They're, they're mostly all signed and coaches are completely done you know, with their senior class. That means now all their attention is going to be on the juniors. So this is the time that you really need to be ramping up your efforts to reach out to programs that you're interested in. Um, in order to do that, you got to have the information coaches are going to want and, and need to evaluate you. So the most important thing is get a great highlight tape your very best top 25 plays or so from your junior year uh, make sure that you're really showcasing your your best abilities right at the start of that film most coaches you know they're going to watch a few clips and, and decide from there uh, so get a great highlight tape get a copy of your transcript as well so those two go hand in hand uh, make sure you also if you haven't already sign up to take an ACT or an SAT that's a question coaches are going to have for you very soon um, you know, a lot of you guys may not take it till the spring, which is okay, but you need to make sure you're taking ACT or SAT at least once or twice here. As a junior, uh, that's a big question coaches will have as we go forward in the next couple months as well. Um, and finally, I would also recommend register with the NCAA. Uh, get signed up with the Eligibility Center or the NAIA Eligibility Center if you're interested in looking at those schools as well. Um, you're going to need to do that before your senior year rolls around. Uh, in order to take any official visits or sign that national letter of intent uh, when hopefully you do start getting offers. So uh, those would be my big four recommendations for any junior at this point who's looking to play. Um, Get proactive, get a highlight tape, get your transcript, get signed up with the NCAA and NAIA, and make sure you're signed up to take an ACT or an SAT. Yeah, and for the majority of of kids are going to have to actually – put themselves out there to get in front of college coaches. Absolutely and, right. And not everybody, Absolutely. a very small portion of the kids out there are five stars or those top tier kids that everybody knows about. So you have to actively be putting yourself out there, right? It's very important. Think about this, uh, you know, probably for mom and dad listening to this, it's it's like a job search. You know, uh, you're not just going to have uh, companies calling you up, offering you a job. Usually you're going to have to go out and get it. So uh, figure out what schools are you interested in? Are you looking for certain majors? Do you want to stay within a certain distance from home? Do you like a certain size of school? Figure out what your priorities are, then go find out what schools fit the bill for that. And do the research too, guys. It's very important that you're realistic uh, targeting schools that you fit athletically and academically. So I recommend look at the roster of those teams, compare yourself to the players at your position, look at things like their height, their weight, where they're from, their high school stats and awards. You should sound fairly similar to them you know, on paper uh, if you want to play at that program. Uh, and, and again, be realistic about the academics too. If you don't have the grades or test scores uh, to get into you know, Yale, then um, that's probably not a school we should be wasting time pursuing. Yeah, for sure. So as, as we move along in this calendar, uh, start to see some blue here, and I see it's the evaluation period. So is this mainly where kids are going to camps and or, and or you also see it in the September through November time frame, obviously when they're playing high school football. Is this mm-hmm. really where kind of the college coach can come literally evaluate how the kid performs or 
what is the evaluation Absolutely right. period? Yeah, the evaluation period is really for coaches to come watch you compete. Um, so in the fall, obviously, they're getting out uh, Friday nights watching games, um, especially if, if you're at a nearby uh, campus or, or they happen to be in town, you know, for an away game and you're a player they've been communicating with, you know, you might see some coaches up in the stands there on a Friday night during the spring. Uh, a lot of schools down south, especially in the warmer weather that can uh, have the nice uh, ability to do this uh, spring ball, they're going to come out and watch you guys practice or do your scrimmages. Um, or, you know, if, if we're not in a, a part of the country that does spring football, uh, a lot of you guys will still be doing baseball or track or other sports or just working out in the weight room and they can come evaluate you there, talk with your coach. They can also come do an academic evaluation um, in that six weeks. It's a, a six week period from April 15th to May 31st. Uh, it's called the spring evaluation period. Those of you guys that want to play D1 football, that's an incredibly important time in the process. If you're a junior and you think you're D1, you should be getting visits during that time. If you're not, that's a sign we might need to look at other levels. I got you. And, and is this also the time where kids should start to think about going to camps to, to be seen or is this a di different time frame from that and do you recommend if, if you're interested in a school you should be going to their camps absolutely uh camps are a critical part of this process coaches need to see you guys compete in person and it's so much more than just uh, evaluating your skills they want to see if you're coachable they want to see your attitude your character and spend an afternoon or a whole day sometimes they'll even offer overnight camps so they can really spend you know two three days with you guys uh, so camps are critical, but what I always recommend to any player or parent who's trying to figure out what camps should we be going to, yeah. make sure you really target schools that uh, you've already been in contact with. So obviously don't waste time and money going to a camp at a school you have no interest in. That just doesn't make sense at all. Um, but if you've been attempting to reach out, if you've been emailing and calling and, and hitting up the coaches on Twitter at the schools you really want to go to, uh, throughout this spring and you really have not been getting responses, I probably wouldn't recommend going to that camp. Um, there can often be three, four, five hundred athletes at these things. And if you really want to get exposure, the coaches need to know who you are before you ever show up. Yeah, I think that as a parent, uh, obviously you, you want to save money and you don't want to just be forking out money to take your Absolutely. kid to every single camp out there. And I think you, you hit it there. Make sure you do Make, as a parent, make sure, you, and, and with your, your student-athlete, make sure you do research before you go to that camp. Absolutely. Is, is basically what I'm getting from it, right? 100%. And, and going back to what you said earlier, it's so important to market yourself and be proactive. Um, again, if you're not one of those uh, blessed guys who's an ESPN top 300 recruiter or whatever it might be, or Max Preps All-American, you know, one of those guys that's a, a four- or five-star national recruit, uh, chances are you're going to have to work for this. So make sure that you are, again, researching schools that have what you're looking for and proactively reach out to contact those coaching staffs. Um, if they're not responding, that's a sign maybe we're not targeting the right schools and, and I would keep looking. Yeah, I think just going back to one of your points, I think you really uh, broke it down well with the the job application and to be thinking it that way like all of us if you want a job you're the one putting together your resume and and pushing mm -hmm. it out there and there's not many of us that uh the job comes looking for you so i think that's a that's a great way to break it down for parents so anyway let's so moving on now uh, see some red on this recruiting calendar and and it's called the dead period and is it as simple as it sounds basically recruiting stops during this time or is there more to it 
There's more to it. That's another okay. one that's really going to be pretty misleading. The dead period only really means that there's absolutely no face-to-face contact. So uh, even if you were to go visit a college, you know, if, if you run into that coach, all they can do is say hi and, and keep walking. Um, so this is definitely not a time that I would recommend going on campus visits um, because, you know, you would just need to go back to meet with the coach anyway. Um, but everything else is still allowed to take place. So all the written contact, uh, texting, emails, handwritten notes coaches can send out, social media, uh, private messages, all of that, again, is still uh, allowed during the dead period. It really just applies to that face-to-face contact. Okay. So there's still a lot lot going on during the dead period. Um, Absolutely. And, it's, and it seems to be the dead periods are us- in August, and it looks to be typically around – Round signing day and post even the early signing days when those dead periods really hit. Absolutely. Now, technically, all of that can happen. It is important to know that uh, August is about the only time college coaches are ever going to go on vacation. So it is a little bit of, of a dead period um, on the calendar, okay. but they are technically still allowed to email, text you, uh, call you. Um, so don't completely give up, but also don't be discouraged uh, at these times of the calendar. If we're not getting a ton of contact, it's, it is a time for coaches to recharge generally. I got it. Okay, that makes sense. And then moving on uh, to the contact period is, and that, usually, that seems to be post high school football season or even in the playoffs a little bit and, and late into January before uh, National Signing Day. What, what is contact period? So the contact period is really uh, when coaches are going to be able to get out and visit face-to-face with these players and their families off campus. So um, that's going to be a a big opportunity for those in-home senior visits there uh, for for a lot of you guys. Um, It's also going to be postseason because the reality is for a lot of these programs, um, they're just so busy and and they may or may not have the, the coaches or the recruiting budget to be doing that on top of all of their game week prep. Um, so postseason is going to be a big time for this as well. Okay, so when you're seeing uh, some of those kids post some pictures on social media with with the college coach, and uh, that's that's in this contact period when the, the college coaches are coming to make in in house visits, a- stuff like absolutely. that. Absolutely, in house visits. Um, you know, again, in all of the other forms of contact too. The, the you know, especially if it's a school that might be a little far away and they they can't get to your living room real quick. Um, still, this is a big time that you want to be actively communicating with coaches. Again, whether it's Twitter, email, phone calls, um, whatever's been working for you, make sure you continue to communicate because they need to know from you guys you're still interested just as bad as you want to be hearing from them. Yeah, definitely. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I want to take the listeners through as if they have a son um, coming up as a ninth grader and the son has told their parents, hey, mom, dad, I'm, I'm super interested in playing college football. What should they be thinking about as their son progresses through the four years of high school? Great question. I think you can really kind of break it down into three phases of recruiting. So for most freshmen and sophomores, you're starting out on the freshman or JV team. You're in that first phase where we need to focus on research and educating yourself on the process. So research, what schools are you interested in? Who has the major you're looking for or whatever else you you might be uh, prioritizing in your college decision and research 
make sure you're looking at the roster, compare yourself to the players at your position. As a freshman, you probably aren't going to be the same kind of size, you know, height, weight, have the same kind of stats and awards that those guys have. But that's where you need to get to by the time you're done with senior year. If you want to go play uh, at, at Alabama, you need to have the same kind of resume that their running backs or linebackers or D-line have when you're all done with your high school career. So research that, know where the bar is at, and start to get to work, right? Get in the weight room. Really, it, it's, it starts freshman year. If you want to be a big-time college football player, um, you're going to have to to really put in work over a period of time to get there. The education part is more of learning about the process. Learn the rules. Read that NCAA guide for the college-bound student-athlete. Learn about what kind of academic requirements there are to be eligible to play you know, D1 football. What kind of test scores and GPA do you need to have? Um, educate yourself with getting more comfortable talking to coaches and talking to adults. That's something that doesn't come natural for a lot of 14-, yeah, 15-year-old sure. guys. So make sure that you're getting good at that now so that when you, you get up to that varsity level as a junior, for most of you, you're ready to move into phase two. That's when you need to start reaching out to coaches and really getting that exposure going. So you have varsity film. You know the schools you like now. You've already done that research. We need to start getting more active with promoting yourself. Email coaches. Call coaches. Get those recruiting questionnaires filled out. Get on Twitter. Follow their coaching staff reach out and try to get communication going between you and those college programs. And then basically from signing day when you're a junior until your own signing day as a senior is going to be phase three, where that's when for most of you guys, all of your official visits, your offers, and a lot of that more serious communication, you know, regular phone calls, regular uh, communication back and forth between you and the coach, that's all going to take place during that final year. So really get ready for uh, building relationships with coaches during that time, figuring out what schools are the best fits, and ultimately making that right decision uh, when you're ready to commit. Yeah, and, and James, what, what about the importance of the high school counselor and, and the high school coaches through this phase you want to make sure that you're doing the, the right stuff especially on the education side as well uh, education being school to make sure that you're I assume you're taking the right classes and you're making sh sure you're reaching those requirements as well Absolutely critical. So that's something that, again, if, if you guys are reading through that NCAA guide for the college-bound student-athlete or NAIA, uh, for that matter, it'll really break it down what kind of classes you need to take. But that's a conversation you should be having as freshmen or sophomores, at least, with your guidance counselor. Make sure you're taking the right courses. You could have a 4.0 GPA, and if you didn't take enough core classes, you're going to be ineligible to play D1 or D2 football. So uh, it's very important that you educate yourself on that. Uh, and I, I like you mentioned the high school coach. That's a critical part of the process too. A lot of college coaches are going to want to get a recommendation from him. You know, is Johnny coachable? Is he a team leader? Uh, does he work hard in the off-season program, or do you guys need to uh, kick his butt to get him to workouts? Right. So get uh, on the same page with your coach. Make sure he's aware you want to play in college, um, and make sure that you have a good relationship with the coach. That's a, a very important part of it. One last thing I'll add on the coaches, guys, getting you recruited is not their job. Um, if they are able to help you and they're willing to help you, that is a bonus. Thank them and absolutely take that assistance. But ultimately, that's going above and beyond uh, their job description. So this is on you. If you want to play college football, it's not the coach's job. It's not mom and dad's job. You're the guy who's going to be going and doing that. So make sure you put in the work. Yeah, and part of putting in the work is – is researching you know companies like NCSA and 
at, at what age should a parent start to reach out uh, to NCSA? As you guys do a great job of coaching basically people through this process and even making sure kids land in the right spot, as parents listening out there or even the athletes, at what age should they start to think about NCSA and, and reaching out to someone like you who can help them through this process? I think it's really uh, more driven by the student athlete than anything. If your son is 100% sure he wants to be playing college football, whether he's in eighth grade or he's a senior and just now realizing that, that's the time that, that we should really be having a conversation. You're always welcome to contact us anytime if you guys just have questions, but um, we need to make sure that that your son or daughter uh, is really bought in and ready to, to get to work and really willing to get in the weight room, willing to do the work in the classroom, and willing to do the work to you know get themselves uh, in contact with college coaches and build relationships. If they're 100% sure they wanna play, we can help them and we're ready to get started. Okay. and. So that that could be at any any age, just kind of mm-hmm. when they when they figure out that they do want to do this, that's basically when they should start to think about NCSA to help them absolutely, this or at least have a conversation with us. Um, unfortunately, we're not able to help every single student athlete, um, but right. you know we we want to at least make sure that we're able to um, have a conversation with you, let you know um, you know what what your options are likely going to be, and if that's a great fit for you, perfect. Let's work with you. We'd love to help you. Well, James, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. And I think you've, I mean, you've answered a lot of questions that I know a lot of people have. And for those, especially for those who haven't been through it, it, there's a lot of question marks out there and you you need to figure it out. And a lot of it's doing your homework and researching and putting yourself out there. So I know this will be of value to a lot of parents out there and, and we really appreciate it. And and make sure you, if you want to get in touch with NCSA, James would be a great guy to, to get in touch with. And we'll, uh, when we post this stuff, we'll make sure to uh, get your information linked up. So, James, uh, we really appreciate your time. Thanks so much. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And we thank James once again for joining us. That's NCSA, Next College Student Athlete, if you want to dive in more. And to me, what stood out the most – Uh, in our conversation is the point he made where if you want a good job if you want a job you got to make your resume you have to go out there and put yourself in front of employers and it's the same way when it comes to the recruiting phase for the most part most of you are going to have to do it all yourself put together your resume, get in front of college coaches, and find a home that best fits for you. So for me, that I took that the most. Obviously, we talked about dead period, quiet period, contact period, evaluation period. We broke down the calendar. But again, I think the biggest thing for me was uh, that job application uh, point he made. Again, we thank James for joining us. I'm Steve Montoya. Thanks for joining us on Making the Jump by Max Preps. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. 
For the last four years, I have been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.